Welcome. Uh, this week we're going to learn Pasha's Tazriya. But uh, before we begin, I just want to ask a favor. Um, you know, if any of you have, uh, have uh, gotten my book, A Guide to the Guide, on the Rambam, on the Maranavuchan, either uh, from Amazon or in the store, it would be a very big help to me if, if you like the book, if you would post a comment on Amazon. Somehow their algorithms take the, take the uh, comments very much into account and it would be very helpful. So if you go to Amazon, you post a comment, that I would really appreciate that. Thank you very much. Okay, Tazria. So the Pasha starts like this. Dabrel Bnei Yisrael, Leymar, Ishuki Tazria Viyodu Zohar, if a woman gives birth and she has a Zohar, so she has, she's Tomei seven days. Now, uh, On the eighth day, you have to do Mila. And then, if it's Nekeva Tele, that she gives birth to Nekeva, then she's Tome two weeks. Not just one week, she's Tome two weeks. So you have to understand why, why when she gives birth to Nekeva, is there more Tuma than if she gives birth to a Zohar? I mean... Why would this be? <coughs> then when it comes to Yimei Tara, so the Zohar, by the Zohar there's 33 days, but Nekeva is 66 because it's double. And since you doubled the Yimei Tuma, so therefore you doubled the Yimei Tara. But it starts with the Yimei Tuma, and the Tuma by a Zohar is seven days, and the Tuma by a Nekeva, which gives birth to a Nekeva, is 14 days. Why is there this difference? It's like, uh, it's not, uh, is it, something wrong with women, with Nekevais, that they have more tumma? That's a, that's a question. Now, on, on the, there are a couple of questions that the Mepharshim ask. One question they ask is, why do you need a Pasek that, that uh, Yoladis is Tomei? That they said, the Eipsich is hakever below dam. Anytime that the womb opens, then there's always blood. So if there's blood, she's a nida. So why do you need to say that, uh, that she's Tomei al eldest? She's Tomei is a nida. What's the reason for this? The Rechaim speaks about this. And then there's another question which everybody speaks about that says, She's Tomei seven days, on the eighth day you have Mila. Why are we talking about the Mila of the child on the eighth day when we're talking a Parsha of the tomb of the eldest, how much tumma she has, the Zohar and the Keva, what a Karbanas that she has to bring, the whole, all the Allahs of the eldest. What's the difference what you do with the Vlad if you, if you have Mila, not Mila, and the mitzvah of Mila is in, 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 in Sefer Bereshitz. It's one of the first mitzvahs. So why over here we're repeating again, what's the purpose of this? There are different answers that are offered by the Mepharshim, I'd like to offer. Um, so, Tuma, the aside of Tuma, what are all Tumas, what's the commonality of all Tumas? So really what they have in common is Tuma is the result 
of the voiding of life. Tumma comes from death. When, uh, when a person dies, you have Tumma. When you have a, a, a Nevela, it's Tame. A dead Sheretz is Tame. All these different things, that Saras is Tame because it's like this kind of the death of the, of the uh, a partial death of the body. A Nida is Tame because when a Nida gives out, is, is, uh, menstruates, and that's the, uh, the, uh, the rejection of the placenta, the placenta is the part of a woman that is the basis for having a child. The, the, the egg is embedded in the placenta, and that's where it's fertilized, and that's where it grows. So there's a lot of potential life in a placenta. When, uh, during when a woman menstruates, then the placenta is ejected, and then there's a loss of life. There's a loss of potential life. So that's also kind of uh, avoiding of life, avoiding of potential life. So that also causes tumma. That is what um, that is what all tumas have in have in common. Tumas deraisa. You find that uh, um, a dead body. A Yisrael is the maga, if you touch it, it's matame, and it's also matame ba'oyal. And a guy, the body is matame, if you touch it, but it's not matame ba'oyal. Why? Because the life force of Yisrael is a stronger life force, because he's connected to Torah, because he's on a higher level. Therefore, when his life is voided, there's a bigger voiding when his life is voided than when the life of a guy is voided. So therefore, the tumma that results by Yisrael is greater than the tumma that results by, uh, by, by a guy. So now, when it comes to a Yolodis, so Yolodis, that she is, when she has dam, when she bleeds, She's not losing a potential life. On the contrary, she's giving birth. She's giving birth. It's not this, the, the, this, the, there's a life coming out. So the tomb of Nida would not apply to Yehudas because there's no voiding of, of, of life here. There's, a, there's a, a new life. However, that new life, Lagabihar, is voided. Because until now, of course, the, the, the child comes out, a new life, a new person, but the woman who had a child in her, and now the child is born, her, her life has been diminished. Because until now, she was her plus this living child. I'm not getting into the sugi of the legal aspects of it, but Lamaisa, there was a child in her body, and it was connected to the umbilical cord, and its life was connected to her life. And, and when the child is born, her life is diminished. So that's why she is Tomei. Because even though there's no death over here, even though the, the, the birth results in a, a, a living child, but her life, herself, is diminished. And since her life is diminished, there is Tomei. So now, there is a difference between giving birth to a Zohar and giving birth to a Nekeva. When a woman gives birth to a Zohar, She's giving birth to a life which is imperfect, or a life which still needs a tikkun. It needs a mila. Before the mila, the life is, of course, it's a life, but it's, but it's, it's an oral. 
So she lost an oral, so that's one thing. If she gives birth to a girl, the girl doesn't need Mila, she is perfect. So she lost a perfect life, therefore there is more Tuma. So that's what the Pasuk says. When she gives birth to a Zachar, the Tuma is for seven days because even though it's a life, and, and, but, and she's losing a life, the life that she's losing, it needs a tikkun. It's imperfect. So we only have seven days of Tumah. The Torah is telling you, why? Because it needs a Mila. So since it needs a Mila, it's only seven days. When she gives birth to the Keva, that child is perfect. And that child has been removed from her body. And so there was a diminution of her own life force, a greater diminution. Therefore, the Tumah is for 14 days. And the Maitara is, is, uh, is corresponds to if it's double this, it's double that. Okay, now. The Pasuk says later that when the coin, I mean, I'm not going to get into this too much. I just want to really speak about a Gemara and Makis and Narachayim. Uh, it says, V'tiyari ha-koyin, Pasuk Yugim Olamad Zayin. Then Be'en of Omad Anesek, then the coin looks at it and it says, V'tiyari ha-koyin. So there's Narachayim about this, which I'll get to in a minute. But first, I would like to talk about a Gemara in Makis. Very puzzling Gemara and a very well-known Gemara. The Gemara has over here the different things that you learn out from um, So Rav Shimon has a whole list of things that, that he learns out. And he learns through a whole list of things, which I'm not going to get into now. So Rava said, That he's admiring what Rav Shimon says, and if a woman will give birth to a child like Rav Shimon, she should give birth to him. If not, she shouldn't give birth. Rashi says, That this should be like like And if not, light highlight. So what does that mean? She shouldn't give birth to another child. I mean, what's wrong with Rava? What's wrong with Vega? What's wrong with with you? What's wrong with uh, <laughs> what's wrong with anybody? It's the only the only the only child that a woman gives birth to is Rav Shem Ben Yechai. Otherwise, she shouldn't give birth. What is the Gemara saying? Then then Rava goes on. And then Rava has a kasha on every single thing. Rav Shimon says he has a kasha. My chumra, the bekurim and ma'isesh, kesher and mazar, goes to all of them, and he shlugs up. I mean, he shlugs up. He has a kasha on every single thing, every step of Rav Shimon's reasoning. He has a kasha. So the Gemara asks a question: If you have a kasha on everything, 
If you have a kasha in everything he says, why are you praising him so much that a mother should give birth only like Rav Shimon, not like anybody else? What's the pshat in that? So the Gemara says, Because according to what he holds, he changes the Pasek. So what does that mean? Rashi says that there's a whole progression in that Pasek. If this, then this. If not this, then this and this. Rav Shimon starts from the bottom and works its way up to the top. He dashes the Pasek backwards. That's Masaris Lekra. So according to what he holds, he's Masaris Lekra, he dashes it backwards. So this is what the Gemara says. This is the reason why Rav Shimon, such a praise for Rav Shimon, the lead the Imaker of Shimon Taylor, Vilayla Salit, because he's Messiah's Lelikra, because he, he turns the Pasuk on his head, and instead of letting it, dashing it straight, he dashes it backwards. How does this explain? I mean, why that's such a Gavaldic thing that he's Messiah's Lekra, that's why you lead the Imaker of Shimon Taylor, Vilayla Taylor? What does this Gemara mean? I, I have a friend of Shlomo Kanarik who uh, says it after And uh, a couple of cycles ago, I asked him if he knows Pshat and his Gemara, and uh, I didn't exactly know Pshat, so I told him Pshat. So he, uh, so he went to raise money for his school that, that uh, next couple of days to a Balabas in Barapak, and uh, who was learning Dafi and he told him the Pshat. And the Balabas told him, you know, I was planning to give you $1,800, but because of this, I'm giving you five thousand. Don't ask me if I got a commission. So anyway, I just, I, I'm just. Uh, it, it's something which is like very, very puzzling. So I want to say pshat like this. The Rechaim on this pasuk with he says that there's a kasha. Moshe Rabbeinu says everything that every Kol Masha Talmud Vosik also lechadesh. Rabbeinu Shalom told it to Moshe Rabbeinu. Everything. He knew the whole Kalatarakul and knew everything. And then the Gemara says that, when, or the Medrash, that when, when uh, the Rabban Shalom showed Moshe of Akiva, and Rav Akiva was darshaning, everything called every tag, he was darshaning, and, and Moshe had Chalish Zadaz, because he couldn't follow him, he didn't know what he was saying. So he says, if he knew everything, why did, how could it be that Rav Akiva knew more than him? This is the question. So the Rechaim says like this, he says, we have two Torahs. We have Torah Shabbat and we have Torah Shabbat Peh. The Iker is Torah Shabbat Peh. The Torah that came down with Messiah, that's the Iker. Torah Shabbat and the work of the Baliyah Talmud was to find Ramazim for everything in Torah Shabbat Peh is Merumas in Torah Shabbat Sometimes it says Mephorish, and sometimes it's only a Remez. So they all worked on finding a Remez, which is, the, where's the Remez? And the Remez could be, could be pretty clear, or it could be obscure. Sometimes you find in the, in, in the Gemara, that you find that there's some kind of a drasha in one pasha, and the Gemara says, you darshan it for a totally different pasha. So the remez for this other pasha was hidden in another pasha. So sometimes it's more in, more in the open, and sometimes it's hidden, but there always there are ramaz, and for all, everything that we know from Teresh Peh is marumas in the, in, the, in, in, in the Torah. And, and, and I think that 
that that's why when they have these machloikisen, uh, you know, and the, with, between the tanoyim, you dash on this, you dash on that. I think that when they finish arguing about the machloikis in Torah Shabal Peh, what they hold is the right thing, then they took the machloikis to the next level, the one who has finds a better emes, then that sort of supports his shita in, in, in Svara. Okay, but that's beside, that's uh, Zayt Kazakh. But that's what it is. Torah Shabal is there for a Muslim for 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 Torah That's what the Rechaim says on this pasuk. So, so Ikkus Torah is Torah Now, what the Gemara says over here that Rav Shimon, according to what he holds, he takes the pasuk and dashes it backwards. What does that mean? According to what is hold, because he has a svara, he has an idea, and according to that idea, dash on the pasuk backwards. It's not what it means. According to what he holds, means this is what he uses makabel in the mesoyra from his rabbeim. This is his Torah shabalpe. The mind is fearly what he holds, because this is what he learned from his rabbeim. So if you have a conflict between the pshuta shel mikra. And what you makabal your mesoira from your abayim and Torah Peh, what does Rab Shimon do? He dashes the pasuk backwards, and he's not mevatled that what I was makabal the mesoira is wrong. No, was makabal mesoira. That's the truth. Where you know, I what's with the pasuk? The pasuk seems to be no. We'll dash him backwards, and that'll make it shtim. That'll make it shtim. That'll be the remnants. will make it shtim. Is what he was makabal. But if he lie, if he if he doesn't do that. If he's mevatel the mesayra, because it doesn't stim with the pshuta shel mikra the way it appears to him, then that's what that's what Rav is saying. They lead the imikra of Shimon Taylaid. If a woman will give birth to a child like Rav Shimon, who will be mekayim the mesayra, and if it's in conflict with the pshuta shel mikra of the teresh of Iksav, he will dash on the pasuk backwards to be mekayim the mesayra. Taylaid she should give birth to him. Viloi, if he will do the opposite. If you will say that the Messiah is wrong because it doesn't stem with the with, with the mikra with the pshuta shel mikra better that such a person should not be born. That's what the Gemara is saying. Okay, I want to conclude with one very brief part that that um, it says the Rebbe Shalom told Moshe in in, in Pasha Shemay that he should go back. And the Noshim Amifakshim Rasacha Mesu, the Dosma Virim are dead. So Rashi says they weren't dead. So Rashi says because uh, they lost their money. And uh, and and Oni is Choshev Kemes. So Duran asks, how do you know that they lost their money? Maybe it became a Mitzayra. And a Mitzayra is also Choshev Kemes. Four people are Choshev Kemes. One of them is, uh, uh, you know, uh, no, whatever, Suman, but, but, what, but, uh, uh, how does Rashi know to say that they lost their money? Maybe, maybe you came in So, I want to say like this, why, why is the Mitzayra Chashev Kemes? Because the Pasuk says, Kol he has to stay sit by himself. If anybody closes, he tells him, Tomei, Tomei, stay away. He has to be in total isolation. A person who's in total isolation is considered like he's dead. But that's only 
by a person who will listen to what the Torah says. They didn't care that it says in the, that there's a din of Badad Yeshev, so they won't do Badad Yeshev, they're Rishayim. So, so, you couldn't, so you can't say that they were, that they were Mitzrayim, they were Mace because of Badad Yeshev. They're Rishayim, they wouldn't be Mekayim to Badad Yeshev. So Al-Karcha, the reason why they were considered like a Mace is because they were Aniyim. Thank you very much. I hope to see you again next week. Thank you.